63. 63 ways to get rid of Morgulons? Hell no, I haven't found even one. Hey, it's crystal clear here and I've got more Morgulons. 63, is that my real age? <laughs> no, but I'm gonna start saying that so people are like, what? You look 40 in a hot 40. Yeah, good jeans. 63, is it the number of Morgulons that I have in my lips right now? No, there's like 666 of those. Um, 63 is the number of countries that have tuned in to more Morgulons, which leads me to believe that there's people all over the world who either have Morgulons or somebody they care about has Morgulons. Because why the fuck else would you ever find this show, let alone listen to this show? Besides the fact that I am extremely funny and charismatic and humble. Um, Y'all, I want to talk to you about something happening in America and down under yes that's right good day mates and up north in Canada and the UK which is neither united or a kingdom and India which I consider a sister country to America since you also used to be one of Britain's hoes like America when Britain was the pimp of the world. Everywhere around the world, 63 countries and counting. People are tuning in going, hey, what the fuck are these Morgulons? Yeah, I'll tell you when I find out. <sighs> we will find out. You know, we will figure out how to get rid of them. I don't even care what the fuck they are, how it all works, how I got them. None of that matters. The only thing I want to know, how the fuck do you get rid of these Morgulons? Here's what doesn't get rid of them. If I can teach you that bleach don't work, neither does permethrin or avalectin. Doxycycline, tetracycline, trying to keep your house perfectly clean. A box of ceiling, penicillin, steroids, cream for hemorrhoids. Oh, gasoline doesn't do a thing. It takes a few months to work on cystic acne, so maybe it takes a few months to work on Morgulons. So stay tuned. There may be good news, or I may need a liver transplant. In which case, carry your organ donation card wherever you go. Today's episode is about pseudochromo something. It's about colored sweat, you guys. And if you're a Morgie, you've probably had colored sweat at least once. I know I have. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hello, I'm back and I'm here to talk about, well, I'll tell you. It's called Infectious Pseudochrome Hydrosis, a case report in literature review. I uh, don't know when this was written, guys. Sorry. Um, looks like it came out of some people in Norway. Um, infectious pseudochrome hydrosis is a rare dermatological disorder characterized by a change in color of the sweat from normal skin caused by pigments from microorganisms. Such pigments are the result of evolutionary competition among microorganisms, which appears to be a decisive factor in their survival, pathogenicity, and virulence. Four bacteria are known to be involved in infectious pseudochrome hydrosis. Bacillus species that are blue color, Cornibacterium species, brown, black color, Ceratia marcescens, red, pink color, and Pseudomonas aeruginosa, blue, green color. Wow, that was a mouthful. So they're saying, hey guys, when you uh, become a petri dish for some fucking unknown reason, and there's a bunch of bacteria competing to like see who's gonna come out to be the top dog. Uh, this weird, very rare condition can occur where these pigments get deposited somehow, I guess, like in your skin and cause colored sweat. How many morgies out there have had colored sweat? Well, there's one right here. I've definitely heard of a few other uh, people that have more lines talking about colored sweat. So let's look at this uh, infectious pseudochrome hydrosis. Um, infectious pseudochrome hydrosis seems to be triggered by certain drugs and conditions causing physiological alterations and or changes in microflora on the skin surface. Interesting, interesting. I do wonder if like, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The industrial permethrin or the uh, colored sweat? The colored sweat or the industrial permethrin? I used a lot of permethrin when I thought this was scabies, guys. I'm going to be completely honest. I was pretty freaked out during the first couple of months of the Morgulons because I didn't know it was Morgulons. I thought it was scabies because what the fuck else burrows under your skin in America? Pretty much nothing. That's why uh, when you talk to Morgies, nine out of 10 of them will be like, yeah, I thought I had scabies and it just wouldn't go away. Um, and it got weirder and weirder. Anyway, um, so the condition can be treated by addressing potential triggers and or prescribing antibiotic antiseptic therapies. We report here a case of blue infectious pseudochrome hydrosis caused by pigment producing bacillus cereus and the result of a literature review. Interesting. This was, uh, this was actually published in uh, October of 2019, so just a couple years ago. Yeah, you know, when the symptoms of Morlons sound too crazy to be true, then you read about something like this that is a known and like verified thing. You go, okay, uh, like, uh, 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 so why is my shit crazy? It's not that crazy. There's all kinds of crazy stuff that's real. Um, anyway, microorganisms may produce pigments to increase the likelihood of survival. Under favorable conditions such as such pigments can result in colored sweat and or atypical skin discoloration in patients. This is a rare dermatological disorder named infectious pseudochrome hydrosis. We report here a case of blue infectious pseudochrome hydrosis caused by the bacteria bacillus cereus at a literature review. The potential triggers, causative microorganisms, diagnostic approaches, and suggested treatments for infectious pseudochrome hydrosis are addressed. Why, thank you. Uh, chrome hydrosis from the Greek chroma, which means color, and hydros, which means sweat, is a rare dermatological disorder characterized by colored sweat. 
Yes. I don't know if I have pseudochrome hydrosis, but I do know I've had colored sweat. It was black and it was fucking freaky. Uh, the different, <clears throat> three different conditions can result in chrome hydrosis. Apocrine chrome hydrosis is an intrinsic condition limited to areas with apocrine. I can't say that word, y'all. Apocrine glands. So your apocrine glands are in your face, your armpits, and your anogenital area and your breast areoli. So all the sensitive places. I uh, didn't have sweat coming out of there. It was like my whole body. Uh, that excretes small amounts of oily sweat. Oxidation of lipofusin, as well as the increase in the number of lipofusin granules, are thought to cause the skin discoloration. Lipofusin is an intralysosomal polymeric material that gains color as it oxidizes with higher oxidation states resulting in a darker color. The oxidation, the oxidation may be triggered by chronic exposure to copper, e.g. from an intrauterine device or drinking water, and ammonium. Uh, okay, well, I did have a copper IUD, guys, um, and I did leave it in way too fucking long, uh, and it did have to be removed in the hospital after I got pelvic inflammatory disease because it developed the IUD, the copper IUD developed a biofilm. So, hmm, interesting. Um, anecdotal, but interesting. Um, also, uh, there are reports of orange, red, blue, green, and brown black sweat. <sighs> what color is your sweat, Morgies? Mine was black. Mm-hmm. I've had all kinds of color shit come out of my skin. Just wouldn't really call it sweat. Ecrine, ecrine, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Chrome hydrosis is generalized discoloration that occurs secondary to ingestion of water-soluble drugs, dyes, or due to breakdown products from eccrine glands. Eccrine glands are distributed with varying density all over almost the entire integument. Integument's a fancy word for skin. And excrete large amounts of sweat, containing mostly water and electrolytes. So eccrine chrome hydrosis is the generalized sweat all over your body. And it, cause, uh, it occurs secondary to ingestion of water-soluble drugs, whatever the fuck that means, uh, dyes, um, or due to the breakdown products from eccrine glands. So... I paint a lot, possibly. I could have been ingesting paint somehow, some way. Don't fucking really know how. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, What drugs are not water-soluble? There's definitely a whole bunch that are, that's for sure. Um, Anywho, the next one is pseudochromhydrosis is a condition where colorless eccrine sweat becomes colored by exogenous factors on the skin surface such as chromogenic microorganisms and chemical agents the reported colors are yellow pink blue green brown and black most commonly localized on the face neck and palms again none of these really quite fit but it is interesting to know that this is like a real thing it really and truly is a real thing uh, since bacteria are potential causative agents of pseudochrome hydrosis, infectious pseudochrome hydrosis is becoming an increasingly used term in literature. To our knowledge, no definition of this disorder has been proposed. More glands? I don't know. Maybe there's some overlap? Maybe not. Moreover, there is no clear consensus in terms of disease triggers, causative microorganisms, and factors contributing to the clinical presentation of colored sweat. The scope of this article was therefore to report another case of IPCH, that's that infectious pseudochrome hydrosis, and to review the literature. So here's the case report. A 24-year-old woman presented with a one-year history of an asymptomatic and odorless blue discoloration covering her hands, feet, and neck. Her 
her past medical history was insignificant and she had not been diagnosed with any underlying dermatosis. Maybe she had unexplained dermopathy. We all know what that's like. On the contrary, the patient reported daily attacks of cholinergic and dermographic uticaria and hypohydrosis even after strenuous exercise and emotional stimuli. What all that jibber-jabber jargon means uh, is that daily attacks of cholinergic and dermographic uticaria. Uticaria are hives. Dermographic means like you can write on your skin kind of like you can like just barely scrape it and it'll stay raised in like a welt um, like for a long time. And hypohydrosis means like not sweat. She don't sweat even when she exercises. Um, so her symptoms resemble acquired idiopathic anhydrosis. However, this was not investigated further. <laughs> At the time of presentation, the patient was approximately seven months pregnant with her first child. That's scary. She had started daily 25 milligrams promethazine due to puritis six months earlier. Promethazine was stopped one month after presentation with no change in color intensity. The blue color was present continuously, but was more obvious after physical activity. It could be removed with soap and water. However, it was more easily removed with alcohol wipes. The patient also reported, oh, I had such a long day, y'all. Staining of her clothes, towels, furniture, shower, urine, stool, saliva, and tears were normal colored. Initially, two blood samples were performed at her general physician's office with a one-month interval. These blood samples were normal, apart from slightly increased copper values, yet values were within reference range in pregnancy. Retrospectively, her husband also recognized slight blue discoloration located on his right pectoral and deltoid region. He had no significant past medical history underlying dermatoses and did not use any medication. The blue discoloration appeared two to three weeks after his wife's. No blood samples or other diagnostic tests were performed. Yeah, good investigation, guys. What the fuck? The first and senior author of this study saw the family of three approximately one year after presentation. An ashen hue was observed primarily on hands, feet, and neck, female patient, and right pectoral region, male patient. The underlying skin was normal. No skin discoloration was seen on their child. Dermoscopy of the discolored areas revealed diffuse superficial pigmentation and an unmodified skin pattern. Skin examination with a wood lamp revealed fluorescence on hands, feet, and hair. So when you see fluorescence, when you use a black, a wood lamp is a black light, y'all. Pardon me. That was horrible, but my sinuses are killing me. Uh, Multiple bacteriological and mycological swabs were taken from all three family members. Mycological is fungal, okay? Uh, Skin scrapings for dermatophyte PCR identification were taken from the male and female patient. Dermatophytes are like, like, like the, I don't know, like scabies or those things that live in your eyelashes and shit. Um... So all bacteriological swabs of female patient had heavy growth of two strains of Bacillus cereus. Two out of five swabs from the male patient, pectoral region and foot, yielded the same bacteria. The child swabs grew no microorganisms other than normal microflora. One of the B. cereus strains found produced blue pigments on blood agar, but the other did not. Uh, all skin and all swab and skin scrapings were negative for fungi. Uh, so see below for methods for culture. They grew all this shit. We hypothesized that the female patient was the source. In order to assess for a potential underlying cause of B serious growth, she was scheduled for a second appointment. Additional investigations were performed, including blood and urine analyses. All tests were normal, apart from a slightly increased alkaline phosphatase. 
Alkaline false potatoes has also been above upper reference limit prior to the presentation of blue discoloration with no known or suspected cause. Copper was normalized in this blood sample due to her reports of hypohydrosis, a sweat provocation test with following sweat pH measurements were performed. The patient performed 15 minutes of indoor cycling and 15 minutes of treadmill running. During this exercise, she produced some sweat. However, this was less than was <laughs> subjectively expected. Her scalp, hair, anterior, and dorsal trunk, palms, and feet were surprisingly dry. pH measurements of sweat were considered normal. No wheels were induced during exercise. Wheels meaning those hives again. That's another, yet another word for hives. Urticarian wheels. Both adults were treated with oral erythromycin, 250 milligrams, three times a day, and topical clindamycin, two times a day, for 10 days. As the female patient still had a slight discoloration on her feet, she continued same topical treatment for seven days. Complete remission of blue discoloration was achieved in both patients, and it did not return during an observation time of six months. Um, yeah, 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 it's pretty interesting, pretty interesting. Um... Both were penicillin-resistant, uh, motile. They produced, uh, hemolysis of blood agar. Um, B. serious B. anthracis, and B. thuringiensis was concluded that isolates belong to B. serious uh, group and are not anthracis. So, they're thinking it's bacillus serious. Um... The PCR for the dermatophytes, the little mites, that was negative. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, based on the literature review, there are only four bacteria that are confirmed to have resulted in cases of IPCH. This idiot, uh, what do you call it? Infectious pseudochrome hydrosis. So those were bacillus species, blue. Bacillus is a genus of gram-positive sporulating rods that are aerobic or facultatively anaerobic and are widely distributed in the environment. Soil, dust, water, food, and plants. In terms of pathogenic bacillus, B. anthracis is the only obligate pathogen uh, where cutaneous anthrax represents 95% of cases worldwide. So that's the thing that causes cutaneous anthrax, y'all. B. serious is an occasional pathogen that can cause various infections, mostly associated with its secreted toxins. And found in the current case report, colonized human skin in the intestinal tract, yet infections in immunocompetent, in immunocompetent patients are rare. The corneobacterium species, they're the ones that cause the brown, black sweat. They're a genus of gram-positive and mostly aerobic rods. It means they need oxygen that is widely distributed in nature. They're also found in the human microbiota and are, in general, innocuous, meaning they won't hurt you. The genus, however, which currently has more than 110 validated species, constitutes a very heterogeneous group, so they're very different from a medical perspective. The pathogenic species, diphtheriae, uh, that's a bad one. That's, you know, whooping cough. Uh, C. ulcerans, which is a diphtheria-like infection. C. tenius, and that's a trichomycosis axillaris. And um, a couple of other things causing in- endocarditis, which is a heart problem. Great interest. And then there's serratia marcescens. That's the red-pink sweat. Gram-negative, uh, blah, blah, blah. Saprophytic bacteria belonging to this family. This is just... They have a predilection for starches and are rarely found in skin cultures. Due to its production of red color, it's often been mistaken for sweating of blood. 
And then there's also the Pseudomonas aeruginosa. That causes the blue-green sweat. Gram-negative aerobic coccobacillus is widespread in nature. It's well known that the bacteria can colonize moist skin surfaces and can cause a greenish discoloration of skin, nails, clothes, and surgical dressings. There are also several case reports where IPCH has been suspected despite negative cultures. This tentative diagnosis has been strengthened by complete remission after antibacterial treatment combining systemic and topical erythromycin in all cases. So this is pretty interesting. Erythromycin. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I don't know, guys. I'll try it. I'll try anything. Um, let's read one little thing. Topiramate, which is Topamax. It's, uh, it is an anti-epileptic, epileptic, uh, can't say it, anti-convulsant drug. Uh, also, some people take it to lose weight because it makes you lose your appetite. But this says that... Um, this says that topiramate or topamax inhibits carbonic anhydrase isoenzymes, which are found in kidneys and eccrine glands. Inhibition of this enzyme may alter the primary sweat composition and reduce water formation. The authors also suggested that topiramate reduces aquaporin-5 expression in skin. Together, these effects could lead to altered sweat pH and hypohydrosis. This theory is strengthened by studies indicating that hypohydrosis could be an adverse effect of topiramate. Hmm. So this is interesting. This is talking about some of the drugs that could possibly cause this. Do you take topiramate or topamax? They're also saying that the combined use of ranitidine and lanzoprazole, so an H2 receptor agonist and a proton pump inhibitor, may trigger bacillus colonization. The same authors also describe resolution of both the, the blue skin discoloration and the overgrowth of this bacillus species upon stopping ranitidine. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's like a, ranitidine is like a thing for GERD or, or gastroesophageal reflux, you know, heartburn where you kind of throw up in your mouth and stuff. Um, but, uh, promethazine, um, causes a reduction in palmoplantar sweat gland activity. Uh, promethazine, I want to say is for... Not sure what it's for. Mm. Yep. Pretty interesting, guys. I think that this just proves not that, you know, this chromo fucking whatever, pseudo infectious chrome, I don't know. It all it shows to me is that like we have some weird ass symptoms with Morgulines. But guess what? That doesn't make us crazy. That doesn't make it unbelievable. There's a lot of weird conditions out there, and they're very rare and little known as a little is known about them. So before you go assuming that uh, you know my stories of black sweat and uh, weird glitter shit coming out of my face are bullshit, do a little research. There's people out there who have colored sweat too. I don't know if they have morgulons. Sorry if they do, but um, it's a real thing. So just like morgulons. So yeah, um, I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful hump day. I hope you got humped. If you didn't, I hope you're going to soon. Um, And I hope you stay tuned because I will be back with more, 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 more Thanks for listening.